0: Hello, my name is Friar John, and I, we're going to have a wonderful uh, conversation here about Saint Mother Teresa. But before we begin, let's uh, have a prayer first, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Dear Lord, we just pray for Saint Claire, the patron saint of the media, that she might uh, get rid of all the bugs that might exist in uh, this technology, and that we might be that bright light, just like Claire. To bring forth your truth and your love, Jesus, that you have for all your people. And that we might be like St. Mother Teresa, seeing the face of Christ in all those around her. And we make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Well, I'm here with uh, Ann Gerber. Ann, could you introduce yourself to us?
1: Hi, my name is Ann, and I am the DRE at Our Lady of Consolation. i just um, starting my fourth year. And I have been giving tours of the Upper and Lower Basilica with Friar John and some of the other staff here. So have learned a bit about the saints and our dear Mother Teresa is one that we have in our Lower Basilica and who I admire very much.
0: Yeah, and we have this life-size statue of her. And the crazy thing is she towers above you when you walk by, so you're not going to be what happened. No. Do you want to say what happened? I'm not
1: sure what happened.
0: Well, we had an audio tour.
1: Oh. And oh.
0: on the audio tour, <laughs> okay. we went from station to station to station. And wouldn't you know, we blasted right by St. Mother Teresa.
1: Yes, and I was listening to the audio tour and asked Friar John why they left her out. And I think if they would have had her entire five-foot statue on the ground. We may have um, picked up on that, but Friar John has decided to dedicate an entire episode to Saint Mother Teresa.
0: Yeah, and she's just so inspiring because she had this way of finding the face of Christ in all the people around her. And I'm just so inspired by her her works. You know, I heard this one story when she was coming to the United States she was flying over in 1979 to receive the Nobel Prize uh, in New York City, and and she was going to the UN. And on the flight over, they kept noticing that people that were on the plane that she kept getting up and going to the restroom. And they're like, "Wow, was there something wrong with her health, or was there something you know a uh, uh, bad that, that that she needed to take care of?" Well, they found out that. Every so often, like in that long intercontinental flight, she's getting up every hour to go clean the restroom for everyone on the airplane. That just moves my heart. I mean, who does that?
1: Always looking for the dignity in other people, wanting them to experience the best in the situation they're given.
0: So inspiring so oh, inspired yes. and she had this call within a call do you want to talk about that from the classroom?
1: Uh, I remember a story she inis- she originally began as a teacher and was in her classroom and would look out the windows and see the poor people on the streets in India and just felt that she had it too good and her place was to be out there with the people in the streets the poorest of the poor in Calcutta So she did leave her call as a teacher and went to her higher calling to serve. And one story that particularly sticks out in my mind is how she was seen picking maggots off the dying people in the streets. There was no room for them in the hospitals, but she wanted to give them as much dignity as she could. Yeah,
0: and I remember there was one reporter that was with her on a run in Calcutta serving the dying, you know, the uncared for, the unwanted, those are just undesirables. And, and ministering to them in the street as they're, as they're dying. And this reporter was like, you know, you can't cure poverty. Jesus says in the gospel, you're never going to cure poverty. So what good are you really doing, Mother Teresa? And she like turned, always turned the tables on the reporters. And she says, well, that's something that you wouldn't want to say to this person who's in poverty and needs you it's one person by one person by one person. That's all curing poverty is. Mm -hmm. And she was really, um, had just some real great media buzz lines where she put people um, sort of in their place, but she just had some great comebacks of, of, especially people that thought that she was somehow playing a game to get all this media attention, but the whole world really tracked her just a small, petite person, right, she's five feet feet tall, Mm -hmm. and she had these gnarled up feet that you can see that are very realistic rendition in the lower basilica, you can see her gnarled up feet from all the walking around Calcutta, and so she wasn't like a cover girl Cosmo model, but she had this interior beauty that Mm -hmm. attracted others to her that was so inspiring,
1: It just shined through. I look at her and her wrinkled skin and hope to be as beautiful as she is someday because there is just a beauty about her that goes beyond the surface.
0: So she also came to the United States in 1986 and she received from President Reagan the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And um, my mother had an encounter with her where she was in an audience uh, with her and no one was to touch her and my mother had this once in a lifetime opportunity and she just reached her little hand between security and she touched that blue and white habit and she really cherishes that day that she touched mother teresa who you know during her lifetime we all knew we were in the presence of a saint mm-hmm. and there's just that gravitas about her that love that attracts, that is unlike, you know, anything um, that we might find in what the culture says is beautiful, totally different than that interior beauty that just shines so brightly.
1: She was a saint before she was officially a saint. We all knew that. And on one of her other visits, it might have been on the same visit to the United States, she was known to visit prisoners. Um, The impact that she had on some of those prisoners was just astounding, and one in particular is one of the older Wahlberg brothers. They're all in, a lot of them are in TV and um, the movie industry, but a good Catholic family, rough upbringing, and the older one had such a conversion after meeting Mother Teresa in prison. He now has his own Catholic talk show and is a guest speaker on many other Catholic talk shows and attributes. his saving grace to the visit to the prison by Mother Teresa
0: fantastic fantastic you know that that call within a call you mentioned came in 1946 and then and it was a real personal call where Jesus she heard the voice of Jesus saying I want you to start a new order that's going to serve um, the face of Christ in all the people and and so she heard this this very personal call, and then went out in 1950, started her congregation of the Missionaries of Charity, and in her lifetime, they acquired over 139 of these foundations of her community. That excuse me, it was 610 foundations in 123 countries, which is just such a huge accomplishment and a very short amount of time you know she died in um, 97 I think it was and that's the same time that Princess Di died I don't know if you remember that but but um, I I thought oh poor Mother Teresa she's pulled out of the spotlight yet again and I think she would maybe want that she wouldn't want to be in the spotlight and and when Princess Di died it was that covered every Mm -hmm. media outlet and that was the big, big, big story. And Mother Teresa kind of quietly faded in the background, yet the missionaries of charity are still so big in the world that her her, her, her loving example lives on.
1: Never forgotten, yes. Uh, interesting fact, does anybody know, we know Mother Teresa as Mother Teresa, but Teresa was not her birth name. That so there's it. a... Uh, What What was her name? She was born Agnes.
0: Agnes.
1: So I like, uh, Teresa suits her. That's how we all grew to know and love her in her saintliness. And where was she born in? She was born in Macedonia. Macedonia. That's uh, the the name of the village, Skopje. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. But Macedonia. And she um, then later went to Albania, and she always considered herself Albanian, even though she was born in Macedonia.
0: Yeah, she was Albanian by blood, she says, and then by culture, she became Indian and took on citizenship by Indian. She says, by blood, I'm Albanian by citizenship, and Indian by faith, I am a Catholic nun. As to my calling, I belong to the world. As to my heart, I belong entirely to the heart of Jesus.
1: Beautiful.
0: Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. And that sums up Mother Teresa.
0: And so might we be able to just to carry on that, that legacy of Mother Teresa, of seeing the face of Christ in all the people around her, most especially the poor, the forgotten, the marginalized, and really uh, carry on that love of neighbor, which she did so well. Well, thanks, Dan, for just sharing these uh, few moments with uh, St. Mother Teresa, who deserves probably a whole a whole series of episodes, but we've just touched the surface here. Yes,
1: you are very welcome. And uh, thank you for inviting me to join you in this to talk about one of my favorite saints.
0: Well, I hope you get a chance to come to the Basilica of Our Lady of Constellation and hear more from our upper walking tour and our lower walking tour that takes you on a wonderful opportunity to learn about the treasures of the Basilica. Peace and all good things.